0: morning everybody welcome to it's a religion the podcast that seeks to encourage edify build up we come to you live from the middle west of the divided states of america to the republic for which they stand two nations under god quite divided with liberty and justice for some and we don't say that to be de-edifying we just speak we also like to speak the truth and sometimes the truth isn't the most edifying thing out there at least if you take it too personal. But if you realize that God is in control of everything, that God has allowed things for a purpose sometimes, much like evil, so that uh, glory that he will have someday for the good that he is, will be truly recognized and realized. And uh, we welcome you today. We typically like to go through God's word first, and I've been making too much commentary to start this thing up again at the start before actually getting into God's Word, and so I think what we're going to do is go there first, and then I will uh, make comments about that, and then beyond that, after that, with whatever time is left, because my intent here is to read through the Bible, and the reason I would like to do that for people is because it's where you will find the truth. It's where you will find uh, how we were created, why we were created, what purpose there is in this life. You won't find that in the theory of evolution. You won't find that in any other religion. Other religions exist to try and get you to do things. I don't care what it is. Muhammadism, Buddhism, Shintoism... Um, I always forget the one that they have in India. Anyway, they typically exist to try and give you a means to worship something. And it's not the right thing. Again, it's a religion. We believe that there are two means on this earth that you fall into. Two camps. One, the Christian God who made everything, who came to earth and sacrificed himself for us and gave us true life, or everything else. I don't care what you fill that blank in with it. If it's not the Christian God of the Bible, it goes against that. It's not that you can't marry the two. You can't have all religions coexisting. They don't work together. I mean, it's a nice human thought, Humans like to think like that. Like, hey, that will bring peace on the earth. We just all coexist. And we are called to, even in the in the Christian faith especially, we are called to that, to trust God and not lean on our own understanding. Now, that doesn't mean we don't stand for truth. We don't say, oh, it's okay for two men to get married. No, God says that's a sin, just like any other sin. And there's a lot of them that men like to get into. So let's go back to Genesis chapter 11. We've been reading through Genesis to see how God created the world and to see a record of some of the families that all of life came through, especially if you look at this and we trust that it's correct that there was a flood and there was one family that, that was left alive to repopulate the earth. And we do not know how God even maybe miraculously helped them multiply after the flood. But we do know that those folks lived a lot longer than those folks after them. By the time you get to the story of Abraham, which we'll get to here soon. But in chapter 11, it says this, Now the whole earth had one language and the same words. And... As the people migrated from the east, they found a plain in the land of Shinar, and settled there. And they said to one another, Come, let us make bricks, and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone, and bitumen for mortar. And they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower with its top in the heavens, and let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be dispersed over the face of the whole earth. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower that the children of man had built. And the Lord said, Behold, there are one people, and they all have one language, and this is only the beginning of what they will do. And nothing that they propose to do will now be impossible for them. Come, let us go down and confuse their language so that they may not <clears throat> excuse me understand one another's speech. So the Lord dispersed them from there over the face of the earth, and they left off building the city. Therefore, its name was called Babel, because... There the Lord confused the language of all the earth. And from there the Lord dispersed them over all the face of the earth. So that's how we got all the different people groups originally. That's how we have people over in China, and um, in Europe, in Scandinavia, in Africa, in South America. At least the start of it. Now, people have been migrating around the land masses of this earth since that time. And if we look at this being about 4,000 years ago, you know, that can happen in 4,000 years. I moved, for instance, let's see, since 2006, I think, we've moved at least a dozen times. So don't tell me it can't be done. But, folks... The biggest thing, the biggest takeaway from this is, it makes sense. This makes sense if we are truly one race, we're one human race, and that you can't argue that people are all made of the same genome, the same system, the same programming. It it causes different things in each of us, and and again, the anomalies cause bad things, not good things, to happen. Which I think is just another uh, amazing attribute of the idea of the theory of evolution that just totally makes it untenable and makes it a theory that that you should be laughing at, not putting your trust in. Because it's a joke. It is an absolute joke. You cannot go between these kinds, as God calls them. He made that There's a wall there. You can't make a human out of something lower. It doesn't work. You can't get there. It's a completely different genome sequence. And you're not going to get there with random mutations. And I just, you ask a scientist to show you how that works, and they can't. They won't. Let's say, oh, we don't know, but we just know it did because the Earth is zillions of years old. But that's all they got. Because they know it's not true in their hearts. Because God says later in his word that he did put within us this conscious, this um, thing that tells us right from wrong. It's one of the main reasons C.S. Lewis became a Christian. Because he couldn't get away from that nagging feeling that there are certain things that are just inherently right and wrong. And that the only way to explain that is by a higher authority giving that to us giving us a sense that certain things are right and certain things are wrong. And you can't get that out of evolution. I don't, you, know, you can try and tell me all you want that it's just a, an inherent norm that people go, well, you know, we all agree that this is good and this is bad. Well, no, we don't. The things that men agree to are subjective in nature most of the time. But there are certain things that we inherently know are wrong. Now, in today's society, there's a lot going on that people are trying to change that. People are trying to say, oh, there's 637 genders that you can be. No, that's called having a mental problem. That's not called normal. That's called you need help. You need to go sit with somebody and understand why you think that. Because it's not right to think that. There are two genders, man and woman, period. And the whole idea, this whole idea of transgenderism, and again, I don't wish anything ill on anybody. But in that situation, people are struggling mentally. It's not a state of mind that is normal in any way, shape, or form. And those folks need help. They need our prayers. They need assistance and again somebody's going to come at me and say oh you're just you're mean you're not no if i if i truly believe what i believe that the lord says certain things are right and good and true and think other things are not and i believe they're going to be separated from god someday for eternity instead of being with him in heaven I equate that to the same thing as me standing on a street corner and somebody about ready to be hit by a bus. If I don't grab them and pull them out of the way, what good am I? People don't have to be happy with me for pulling them out of the way of the bus. That's okay. They don't have to agree with me. And that's okay, too. They don't have to listen to me. They can turn me off. And if they take offense to what I say, I'm sorry. I don't mean it to be offensive. But you don't have to listen. Just don't listen. And we've lost that in our society today. Where instead of being unoffendable, we become a society who doesn't want to be offended. Who won't accept being offended. And especially on the left. You know, people, Christians, don't, typically fight back on this type of stuff i get offended all the time but i don't try and tell people well you can't say that no i'll just speak the truth to it and say no you know what you're not right the truth is this because that's what god's word says that's the only way to have objective truth is if you put your faith and trust in something like that in god's word in this case because that's really where you find objective truth it isn't found anywhere else it certainly isn't found in the theory of evolution. So. But here we have the story of Babel, and we have a written record of how God dispersed people. He told them, fill the earth, multiply. And yet they didn't. They congregated around one point, one place. And God said, you know what? No, just like later he's going to disperse the Christians to go out and teach by using something bad, Roman persecution, to get them to move. Here he says, I'm going to confuse our language. And that's where all the languages came from. And again, evolution does not explain that. How we got so many different languages. And I still challenge anybody in evolution to say, why do you need male and female? If if you were able to get to a new quote-unquote species through these random mutations, why do you need a male and female then to reproduce? You shouldn't need one. I mean, that's that to me is a basic argument against evolution that just blows it out of the water right there. But people are still going to put their faith and trust in it. Why? Because they don't want to want to submit to a holy God. They don't want to have objective truth. They want to follow their own subjective truth because people are happy in their own sin. They don't want to be coddled down or weighed down with uh, the things of God that, let's say, there's things that they shouldn't be doing. They don't want to be made to feel guilty. Nobody likes feeling guilty, so I get that. But in the end, you will come to account for what you did in this life. And uh, I hope you put your faith and trust in the Lord God Almighty and the history that he gave us and taught us through his word. Lord God Almighty, thank you for today. I pray that you are worshipped all over this nation and all over this world today by folks who love you and put their trust and faith in you and your word and who don't subscribe to theories of evolution and other things, Lord. So thank you for giving us life and for giving us hope of something even better to come. We love you and praise you and worship you in Jesus' name. Thanks for stopping by, everybody. We'll uh, talk to you tomorrow. Thank you, Lord, for the small things Like me and her on a poor swing For summer nights and fireflies And the sound of my old six string. Blessings on blessings on blessings on blessings If I still got breath in these lungs And that's all I need to get down on my knees and be thankful for all that he's done for my mama, for my friends, for your love.